Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, The Tia Mental Health, and I'm your host, Brittany O'Sullivan. I want to introduce today what my podcast is going to be about as a whole, a little bit about me, and break down today for my episode what mental health really is. I'm going to talk about some of the early warning signs of a mental health illness, and I want to basically play a game of Mythbusters, if you guys have ever seen that TV show, I'm be talking about some of the top 10 most common stereotypes and stigmas of mental illness and basically debunking them. In a resource for you guys and where I got some of my statistics today, if you want to look into anything else that I talked about or look in a little bit deeper, it's called mentalhealth.gov, and it's a website that was trying to educate and spread awareness on mental illness and kind of change what we normally hear in society about mental illness. I wanted to make a podcast which would benefit everyone. This is why I'm hitting topics on my podcast really broad. I wanted to hit everything A to Z on mental health. Everything from specific disorders to self-care, work-life balance. Actually, the next episode I will be doing will be on self-care during the pandemic. And then I want to get into a series on specific disorders, some of the most common ones in the United States, such as anxiety, depression, ADHD, OCD, and I'm thinking about doing bipolar disorder as well. And then eventually I'll be getting into things such as work-life balance, coping skills, trauma, and dealing with grief. Now, before I start the podcast for today's episode, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about me. I'm currently in my second semester of graduate school at Palm Beach Atlantic University, where I am studying mental health counseling. And I'm actually getting a special certificate in play therapy. I did my undergrad at the University of Central Florida, where I graduated with a clinical psychology degree, and I actually only graduated this past August. Now my dream of opening my own private practice is using expressive arts um, and I want to use these skills to help aid in the healing process and ideally the age range I'd like to work with is children to adolescents. And the goal of this podcast is to educate and spread awareness. I feel like if I can impact someone in a positive way where you can either help yourself or help someone you love, I did more than I could have ever asked. Now for today's episode. What really is mental health? Mental health includes emotional, psychological, and your social well-being. It can affect how we think, feel, and even act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important throughout every stage of life, from childhood to adolescence, even throughout adulthood. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could all be affected. Many factors can be contribute to mental health problems. Some are more common than others, but here are some of the most common ones. Interpersonal connections, biological factors such as your genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, family history of mental illness. Mental health problems are extremely common, sadly, but there is help available. People with mental health problems can get better, and many recover completely. So that being said, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the early warning signs of a mental health problem. So if you are experiencing one of these or one of your family members or someone you know, this might be an indicator that there is something going on. So if you or someone you know is eating or sleeping too much or too little, that's a sign that something's going on. Pulling away from people and their usual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb or like nothing matters, having unexpected aches and pains feeling helpless or hopeless, smoking, drinking, or using drugs more than usual, feeling confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared more than you usually do, 
yelling or fighting with family members or friends, experience severe mood swings that cause problems in your relationships, having persistent thoughts and memories that you can't get out of your head no matter what you do, hearing voices or believing things that are not true or there, thinking of harming yourself or others, inability to perform daily tasks such as taking care of your kids or getting to work or school, these are some signs and early warning signs that something is going off on the inside and something needs to be addressed. Now, there is some benefits to mental health and wellness. If you have a positive mental health, it actually allows people to realize their full potential, cope with the stressors of life, work productively, make meaningful contributions to their communities, and there are ways to maintain positive mental health. And this includes getting professional help if you need it, connecting with others, staying positive, getting physically active. I'd also like to do a series on how exercise affects mental health. I think that is so important and underrated. Helping others, getting enough sleep, and developing coping skills. These are all things that you can do to help maintain a positive mental health. Now, for the fun part of today, <laughs> we're going to get into Mythbusters and talk about some of the most top 10 stereotypes. So, for the people out there who don't know much about mental health or what you have heard, it is probably one of these stereotypes or stigmas that I'm going to talk about today. So, I'm going to talk about the myth and then basically relate the facts that are coming after it. So, one of the most common mental health stereotypes is, mental health doesn't affect me, so therefore it does not matter. But when the fact is, mental health problems are actually very common. One in five American adults experience a mental health issue. One in 10 young people experience a period of major depression. And one in 25 Americans live with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and major depressive disorder, and or. Also sadly, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. It accounts for the loss of more than 41,000 American lives each year and more than double the amount of lives lost to homicide. This just goes to prove that mental health, even if it's not affecting you, is probably affecting someone in your family or someone you love. So just getting educated about it could help so much. Now for number two, children don't experience mental health problems. Even though I wish this was true, even very young children may show early signs of mental health concerns. These mental health problems are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of the interactive interaction between biological, psychological, and social factors. Half of all mental health disorders show first signs before a person turns 14 years old, and three quarters of mental health disorders begin before the age of 24. Unfortunately, less than 20% of children and adolescents with diagnosable mental health problems receive the treatment they need. Early mental health support can help a child before problems interfere with other developmental needs. A lot of mental health issues in children are really acknowledged and a lot of people try to ignore them and just getting that awareness out there that it affects so many children and we can try to get them help earlier, it could help so immensely. Now for number three. People with mental health problems are violent and unpredictable. When the fact is, the vast majority of people with mental health problems are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. Most people with mental illness are not violent, and only 3-5% to of violent acts can be attributed to individuals living with a serious mental illness. In fact, people with severe mental illnesses are over 10 times more likely to be victims of violent crime than the general population. You actually probably know someone with a mental illness or problem and don't even realize it because many people with mental health problems are highly active and productive members of the society and of their communities. 
Now for the next myth and stereotype, people with mental health needs. Even those who are managing their mental illnesses cannot tolerate the stress of holding down a job. People with mental health problems are just as productive as others' employees. Employers who hire people with mental health problems report good attendance and punctuality, as well as motivation, good work, and doing a good job. When employees with mental health problems receive effective treatment, it can actually result in lower total medical costs, increased productivity, lower absence, and decreased disability cost. Now for the next one, this one hits close to home, and I feel like almost everyone has heard this. Personality weakness or character flaws cause mental illness problems. People with mental health problems can just snap out of it if they try hard enough. You've ever heard of the expression, uh, why can't you just be happy or why can't you just get over it? This is what this is talking about. Mental health problems have nothing to do with being lazy or a sign of weakness. And many people need help to get better. And there's many factors that can contribute to mental health problems. Some of the ones that we were talking about earlier, biological factors, life experience, and family history. In no way is that attribution to them being lazy or being weak. It is something that is happening to them or has happened that is affecting them that they need help. They need help with. Now for number six, there is no hope for people with mental health problems. Once a friend or family member develops a mental health problem, he or she will never recover. Studies show that people with mental health problems get better and many recover completely. Recovery refers to the process in which people are able to live, work, learn, and participate fully in their communities. There are more treatment, services, and community support systems than ever before, and they actually work. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this next one as well. So for number seven. Therapy and self-help are a waste of time. Why bother when you can just take a pill or do it yourself? Basically, give yourself therapy. Or who knows me better than I know myself? Those are all things that are associated with this stereotype. Treatment for mental health problems varies depending on the individual. and could include medication, therapy, and a lot of times both. Many individuals work with a support system during the healing and recovery process. You can't do it on your own. Now this one, this next stereotype is talking about people who have a family member or a friend or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it may be, someone in their life that is experiencing a mental health problem and they say, I can't do anything for a person with a mental health problem. That is on them. When the fact is, friends and loved ones can make such a big difference for people struggling with mental illness. Only 44% of adults with diagnosable mental health problems and less than 20% of children and adolescents receive the help they need. Friends and family can be an important influence to help someone get the treatment and services they need by reaching out and letting them know that you are there and available to guide them along the way in their healing process. Help them access mental health services, learning and sharing facts about mental health, and especially if you can stand up for them and if you hear something that's not true. You treat them with respect, just as you would anyone else, refusing to define them by their diagnosis or using labels such as crazy. These are all super important things, uh, not even to the person that you know has mental illness, but across the board in general. So many people throw out the word crazy. So many people throw out all these diagnoses, but you are not defined by your diagnosis. 
For number nine, prevention from mental illness does not work. It is impossible to prevent it. When the fact is, prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders focuses on addressing known risk factors such as exposure to trauma that it can affect the chances that children, youth, and young adults will develop mental health problems. Promoting the social, emotional, all well-being of children and youth leads to higher overall productivity, better educational outcomes, lower crime rates, improved quality of life, increased lifespan, and increased family life. Now, for the last stereotype on this is going to be on panic attacks. And for those of you who don't know what panic attacks are, it is something that almost feels like a heart attack. Um, a lot of times in people, it can develop in different ways, but people hearts race. They feel like they can't breathe. And a lot of people experience very similar symptoms to a heart attack. A lot of people are admitted into the hospital and they are thinking they have a heart attack. So for this one, it is panic attacks can be fatal is a very common myth that is going around. And panic attacks are extremely unpleasant, which involves that racing heartbeat and the overriding sense of fear. However, they can't directly be fatal. It is worth noting, though, that someone who is having a panic attack might be more liable to have an accident. If someone experiencing a panic attack or fear coming on, they need to be really put in a safe space because this can help mitigate that situation. Now that you guys know a little bit more about mental health, I'm really excited to get into next week's episode. Maybe not next week. We'll see. I have to do a little bit more research on self-care specifically to the pandemic and I want to really stress that because things are thrown upside down right now. Nothing is normal. What used to be my self-care was hiking, fishing. Um, I love to be around people and a lot of those things have kind of come to a halt right now and I think a lot of people who are extroverts as well or get their energy from others are experiencing a lot of different things and even people who are introverts, the way we lived our lives before is completely over. So if you had good self-care before, you probably don't now and vice versa. Um, everything's changing and we need to learn to adapt to that. So I really want to do a self-care podcast during the pandemic and ways that you can find to do things for yourself and refill the energy that you had inside to be the best versions of yourself. And so that's the TM Mental Health. Thank you guys so much for listening. I look forward to the next time we talk about self-care. And guys, feel free to reach out to me and send me suggestions of what you would like me to talk about, research, things like that. I'm really open, um, especially I want to do the cystic disorders soon. Um, so reach out to me if there is a certain one you would like me to do. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah.